0: On the twenty-fourth day of the month, in the sixth month, in the second year of King Darius, in the seventh month, on the twenty-first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zebrabel, son of Sathael, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jozadak, the high priest, and to remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you? That saw this house in its former glory. How does it look to you now? Is it not in your sight as nothing? Yet now take courage, O Zebrabel, says the Lord. Take courage, O Joshua, son of Jezodak, of the high priest. Take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord. Work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. According to the promise that I made you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit abides among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Once again, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the nations, so that the treasure of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. And the gold is mine, says the Lord of Hosts. The latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of Hosts. And in this place I will give prosperity, says the Lord of Mm Hosts. This is a story of faith and faithful struggle. Thanks be to God. God. Thank you. Let us be in a spirit of prayer
1: gracious and loving God. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable to you. And may we, like Samuel, cry out and say, Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Amen. We don't often hear from Haggai. (laughs) Not nearly as often as we hear from the Gospels or from Romans or Philippians or even Genesis or Exodus. Haggai was a prophet in the Old Testament. He was one who heard the word of the Lord and shared it with the people. And here Haggai is sharing a message from God to the people. You see, the old temple had been destroyed in 587 BCE. And they had erected a new temple that wasn't nearly as glorious as the one that Solomon had built. And there were some people who felt like it wasn't good enough to glorify God. They didn't feel like it was magnificent enough for the magnificent king of glory. And Haggai was trying to bring the word of God to them that said, yes, it is. It really is. In fact, he draws references in this scripture perhaps to things that happened in other times. He references that we should be courageous and take heart, that it's okay. And he almost alludes to the time when the Ark of the Covenant, that was seen to be God's presence, was being carried about in a tent. And his point was that this tent was good enough for the glory of God, that the temple didn't have to be adorned with gold and silver. In fact, later in the passage, he says on behalf of God that all the silver is mine, all the gold is mine. Creation is God's. And it glorifies God. But sometimes in our human lives, we begin to think things aren't the way they used to be and sometimes that brings us a great deal of grief we experience that in society i think most of you have probably heard that the sears store at the steeplegate mall is closing and i suspect that many of you are of a generation that remembers a time when sears was the catalog from which we ordered our clothes and our christmas gifts and our tools it was especially important to people who are in places like the Midwest where they couldn't just go up to the heights and go to a store. They, they had to use this catalog. Sears was a big part of the American life. And to see it failing in this way is nostalgic. It, it hurts us in some ways. I think that's probably true of the church too. Some of us yearn for a time when the church was full when the Sunday School was bustling, when we had dinners once a month. But it's changing. And I don't think that we have to be worried about that. I think that we hear in this message from Haggai the prophet, a message that is true for us today too. Do not be afraid, be courageous. Be of good heart, know that God is still working. If you think about God, not as a personified entity, but rather as the ground of being, of love itself, as the creator of all that is, all the gold is mine, all the silver is mine, your life is God's. If we think of God in that way, we realize that God can't help but continue. The message that we hear in the gospel good news of God's love and mercy and forgiveness and justice cannot help but be transmitted through us, the reflection of love in the world. There was a time, too, that I'm sure many of you remember, when there were telephones, telephone booths on every corner, in fact, the place that's the Capital Center for the Arts now was once a Masonic Hall, and as a rainbow girl, I would meet there every Monday with friends, and we would do our ritual that would talk about faith and hope and charity and love, and we would have our meetings, and when it was time to go, I would go to a common room near the exit where there was a pay phone. And my mom had set up this system where she wanted me not to waste this dime that I would use this same dime every Monday, and I would drop it in, dial my number, let it ring twice, and then hang up. And that was the signal to come and get me, right? So it was a part of my life, too. But there are not phone booths on every corner anymore. There's a, a, someone named Nadia Boltz Weber. She's a wonderful author. She's a Lutheran priest out in Denver, Colorado. She's written a number of books. She's someone who has struggled with addiction in her life and has the most wonderful sense of what it means to be a sinner and to know that you are loved by God. And she has written these radical books that that are so raw. It, It really helps you to understand faith in a deep way. She talked about phone booths in one of her books, and I happened to have the opportunity to see her speak about this once as well, and she talked about the fact that the lack of phone booths, well, that must mean we don't need to communicate anymore. What a ridiculous concept. Of course we need to communicate. Of course we need to communicate. But phones have changed so dramatically that we hold them in the palm of our hand. We can say to the phone to call someone. We don't even have to press numbers. Some of us don't even know our spouse's phone numbers because we just push a button with their picture, right? We need to communicate. There's just a new way to do it. And our God who was present yesterday and is here now and will be here tomorrow is always working to bring love and justice in the world. The way God does it is just changing. Some of you might have heard about churches who have changed their ways of doing things in the world. Churches who have once had great granite gothic structures that they could no longer heat. And they've, they've sold those edifices. And they're meeting in places like movie theaters and storefronts. We have one such church called Hope Gateway in Portland, Maine. We have another called The Connection down in Massachusetts. And there's just so many expressions, so many new ways of doing things. Those of us who attended the District Resource Day heard from an author named Steve Cordell, who was talking about cell churches, churches that are in homes, that, that sounds like what John Wesley was doing with Wesleyan bands, people gathering together in intimate groups and asking, first of all, how is it with your soul? There are new expressions of church, like something called simple church, where people share a meal together and discuss the the scripture. There's an expression called messy church that you'll see a poster for in our narthex that happens down in Manchester once a month where kids get together and finger paint. And it's church. Church. Some of you remember Wee Chang. I realize this is the second week in a row I've channeled Wee Chang. (laughs) But some of you remember Wee, And, and one thing that he said to us one time was, there was a Weight Watchers meeting that was happening here that included staff and lay volunteers and some of the staff of Step Ahead, and he saw us gathering together and sharing this, this similar message together and supporting each other, and he said, that's church. And of my husband's masons that meet regularly and support one another and go out and help the community, We Chang said, that's church. And I thought, how marvelous. that church has so many different expressions that we don't have to lament because one expression has, has no longer the way things are being done. But God's message is still getting through. I'm so grateful for that. So grateful for the new ways we can reach new people with new ideas, in spite of technology-changing or, or life-changing, that there's always a way to do that. Haggai says to the people, "Take heart." I am with you. He's speaking on behalf of God, saying, I am with you. We know that God walks alongside us in the midst of adversity. God walks with us. Phyllis Tickle has written a book called The Great Emergence, and in that book, she talks about Christianity redesigning itself, the church just completely changing every 500 years, and those of you who can do the math quickly in your head over 2,000 years since Christ walked the earth, that's happened about four times. Or maybe it's happened three and we're in one of those times now. Maybe the church is going through a new great emergence, a new time when there will be a new expression of the way God is working in the world, because God is at work in the world. The same yesterday, today, and tomorrow That love, that message cannot help but be shared. And so Haggai tells these people, be of good courage. Remember that God was present in the great temple. God is present in great cathedrals. God is present in the tent where the Ark of the Covenant is. God is present here in each of our hearts. God is present in this community, in people seeking comfort and love. And when we reach out in the many ways that we do in ministry here at Wesley through the Alternative High School program, our gifts to Abbott Downing, through the Friendly Kitchen, through the Friendly Promise program, we are expressing God's love in those moments. And those weren't things that happened before, but we are adapting, always adapting. To what the needs are always listening always understanding hearing what god has to say to us for a new generation so take heart be of good courage know that god is with us as we reach out in god's name in love to meet the needs of the community thanks be to god for this indescribable gift amen This is the season of our stewardship campaign, and so in order to honor that, I thought that we would share a prayer before the offering for the next couple of weeks. The prayer is displayed here on our screens. Let's say it together. God of all time and space, we bring our gifts to your altar knowing your presence with us transcends our time on earth. You are the God of the living right here and in your heavenly kingdom. As we give, we pray that our gifts will be used for compassion, justice, and reconciliation. We pray that we might see a glimpse of your heavenly kingdom right here in our earthly days. We pray this in the name of Christ, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The ushers will now receive our tithes and our offerings, your prayer requests and your indications.